0: Welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 115 of your Fortnite at Manga. We're recording this on the 8th of November 2022. Um, Christmas songs are already starting to invade our consciousness and reality and for that I have to say that well we're forsaken but I am joined by a bright spot uh, the ever lovely Mr Andy Hanley. How you doing Andy?
1: This podcast is brought to you by Sleep. I highly recommend it. My new sponsor, Sleep. Do do it. It's really good.
0: I hear it's highly habit-forming. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, quite, quite possibly. We, we, we shall see. Like, I, I've not, I've not had enough of it recently to form a habit from it, but we'll see.
0: No, do not become too accustomed to sleep. Um, <laughs> you may want more of it. Um, highly, it's is like when there's American like um, pharmaceutical ads where they jam all the like spoken word disclaimers right at the <laughs> end. It's like, oh, sleep may be highly, high performing. Please consult your doctor before taking sleep. Sleep will may cause coma, death, and you know that sort of thing. Those sort of adverts that, as a British person, whenever I've, whenever I see them, immediately start to break out in a cold sweat because it just scares the crap out of me it's like (laughs) anyway that's just i'm that's my tangenting so um as mentioned um andy is having some well-deserved sleep after an extremely busy month and change quite honestly um so apologies for slightly on this episode i already made apologies on the twitter feed and sent out that surprisingly well received stopgap episode um please don't encourage me to read more questionable manga um i've also had more than one person say hey you you read some pretty lewd stuff and it's like yes i try i'm a bit chaste but also at the same time sometimes you got to look at a monster girl tiddy i suppose um and that's why i don't inflict all those series on andy (laughs) so they you know you, you know what you're missing andy um and that's all for the benefit probably uh, if you like what we do on this podcast, we have a Patreon where you can pay. You can sign up from very small amounts of money to support us and help defer the cost of all this manga we read and also get you access to all of our bonus episodes. Um, we're also recording our latest bonus episode on Full Alchemist very shortly um, after this because I know we're behind on that. But, you know, it's coming. Don't worry and also shout outs um you can also get a lovely shout out um on the patreon so we have shout outs to mr rob jessop the blue head cyborg and sieges geert um one of whom i ran into um at Scotland loves anime last weekend and it was lovely to see you and also yeah. thank you for letting me crash in your airbnb
1: yes yeah i, I, I will also double that uh, we we had a lovely sunday dinner where we actually fixed world politics so that's some some good that has come from this podcast is me and one of our, our patreon shout out tier members we just fixed everything all sorts took us about half an hour so it's all all good all done no 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 further problems
0: yeah that's always the problem it's like oh we solved everything and now we have to implement uh <laughs> <laughs> cool so uh moving on to the manga um do you want to? Get, I would. I would like to get started with your pick if you're not um, too um, against it, Andy. Because I think something a bit more bubbly um, to start with would be a good way to kick us off. What do you think? Sure, sure.
1: Let's let's do it. Um, so yeah, my pick for this episode is Days on Fest Volume One. Uh, it is uh, written and uh, illustrated by Kanako Oka. Uh, it's a, a Yen Press series that is complete at five volumes, uh, physical and digital um, in terms of availability. Um, and Days on Fest um, is Basically laid-back camp, but about musical f- music festivals, and not as good. So, uh, so onto your pick, Elliot.
0: <laughs> yeah, um I'm afraid you have actually managed to kind of preempt the last line of my notes here. I'm waving it at the webcam; you can't see it. Really. Yeah. So- but yeah, but basically, I I would. I would say they're probably going for different things, so I maybe wouldn't say not as good, but let's talk about that a bit more, Andy. So-
1: yeah, I suppose, yeah. Let, let, let's give people their money's worth. Um, so, yeah, basically Days on Fest uh, starts by introducing us to a couple of high school girls. Uh, there is uh, Otaho Yamana, who is kind of uh, basically a bit of a rock music fan, and she comes running to her her buddy at Canada Sola and says, hey, do you want to come to music festival with me? And she's like, "Oh." Eh, not really uh not not you know not necessarily my scene not a massive music fan um but uh Otter kind of keeps her powder dry she's like oh by the way like the one band you do really like is actually at this festival so she's like oh okay in that case i will go um and she goes and she has a great time and you know they kind of start making plans like oh we should we should do this more music festivals are cool um, and then alongside that there's also another pair of characters one of whom is Gaku who's Otoha's sister and his kind of uh slightly uh, brother brother <laughs> sorry um and uh and his slightly sullen employee at the cafe that he owns uh Lutsu who uh also do their own music festival thing they're both kind of into music and despite their their diverging personalities they're quite happy to and get together and and go to festivals. um And I mean, I I feel like the, the reason that this feels a lot like laid back camp to me is that it it feels like it tries to cover the same kind of broad strokes of the experience of doing the thing, but also the kind of the preparation and the logistics around said thing. And I think for me, that's where it kind of falls a little bit flat because, like, going you know going out camping there's a lot to think about, right? There's a lot of equipment that you need and there's this huge wealth of equipment that, you know, a varying prices etc etc um, then you know there is the the logistics of actually getting to the place like I think some of the best bits of laid bank camp are actually the journeys like mm. as cliched as that sounds it's all about the journey like it actually often is in laid bank camp that it's actually like getting to the place and the, the things you see in the places you visit and the well, like, you, you especially get, get
0: like sick sick moped adventures so that's usually <laughs> yeah. really good fun
1: yeah exactly especially when you get to that point and then you know the actual kind of camping itself you know is is the locations are really interesting and so on and so forth whereas this feels very pared down in general like you know the logistics is far more like just wear some comfy clothes and then you know the um the locations are like well it's a big field um and you know there is as it you know moves on to like yeah there are camping festivals but it's not there's not too much to talk about there it's just like yeah just find a good place to pitch a tent um and so while i didn't dislike any anything in this first volume it was all quite pleasant i kind of quite liked all the characters it just felt a little bit empty come the end of it like i sort of felt like i'd had my fill of it after one volume of just like yeah yeah music's cool um and that's kind of it um and i i didn't really come away being like oh you know i want to i want to see where these where these folks go next i want to see what other music festivals i go to in the same way that laid back camp is kind of a a case of like i want to hang out with these characters more but also it's like i they're going to go to other different places and i kind of want to see that and i want to see what they eat along the way
0: Uh, yeah the the funny faces they're gonna pull um, which is a key part of any manga let's face it um, oh, oh, God, there you go. Terrible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my first line of my notes is, I wonder what the structure of this is going to be because it's already a bit sort of like, you know, it has to get into a music festival too sweet to justify the price of admission in chapter one. And, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, so, yeah, it, it, I'm trying not to just directly reference laid back camp because. W- it f- i don't know i'm going to get over that right now it feels lazy but it's totally not because it really is much of the same structure much of the same sort of like targeting but i think the thing with days on fest overall and this is like a big broad brush sort of just thing here is that late back camp manages to basically squeeze every part of the fruit like you get the charm and the enjoyment and the funny little faces and the character moments and the like the progress and the work through of each of the bits and so you- each part of it is like a part of the charming whole, um and so you get all of it whereas days on fez it feels you know it kind of elides a lot more and that kind of leaves a bunch of weird pits in it where it's like oh there's supposed to be something charming here um but there's kind of not and there is something really pleasant about this and the characters are nice Uh, more about that in a minute but it just ends up with these weird sort of like discontinuities where it and where it feels free free floating um like you get You get the camping, you get the camping bit, which, you know, is more a case of um, having some comedy moments between the two boys, um, Gaku and Ritsuru. And, um, Ritsuru is a really interesting character because he basically is a giant lead weight around the series tone for being such a downer and having such you know sort of intense quarter life crisis issues of oh when we're doing fucking college man no one no one has their mind open man except a lot more quiet and more sort of like restrained and sat in the corner sulking and it manages to kind of justify and validate his existence despite being quite aggressively exhausting on the page um and the same thing kind of happens with girls where canada is a nice interesting character she's like she looks like one of the popular ones and then uh, otahara is this like fucking bobhead gremlin music gremlin girl who just seems to like music festivals because which is perfectly fine i mean it's been a long time since i was at one but hell they're fun and it is this sort of thing where it it kind of skims over a lot of stuff to get to the quote-unquote good bits without doing the work of turning all of it into the good bit if that makes sense like it does the whole thing about like oh make sure you pack the right stuff and it's like yeah these are really helpful instructions on how to do that and these one page like character opens up their pockets spreads are really really revealing and interesting but that character doesn't really get merged back into the rest of the series and everything comes off a bit cipher like as a result does that make sense
1: yeah Um, yeah, I I think that's the thing, kind of the characters are likable, but there's no real depth to them, ultimately, like it's sort of, I mean, if I recall, kind of the, the sort of the next volume preview sort of offers up, I think it's maybe like Gaku is going to like go back to his first festival experience. And that feels like the kind of thing that the series actually needs a bit more of, of just like, lay out a bit of history here as because like you say everybody's just like I like this because but you know I feel like everybody especially when it comes to something like music people have stories because music oh, yeah. becomes this like cornerstone of your of your life like you can you can kind of timeline your lifetime via songs that stick in your head that kind of you know bookmarked specific events like you know and and sometimes that could be live music sometimes it's just like a song that was on the radio sometimes it's just a song you were listening to a lot and like there's a lot of that and and I I feel like this is again maybe part of the issue of this series that uh, much like um Kongming that we we talked about recently like where Uh, again when it comes to the concert scenes here like i think it's really good at showing like the energy and the vibe of the festivals and the music but it doesn't necessarily do enough to kind of pinpoint like oh this is what this sounds like Mm. um and i think it has that similar thing of just like You get the general gist of, like, what these bands are like, but you don't get enough to really sort of hang your hat on with it, and so it all feels a little bit vague in that sense as well.
0: Yeah, you get shown, like, you get told and shown the reaction, but you don't feel it, if that makes sense. Like, music festivals are a very, I don't know, it's been a while since I went to one, but it's a very, very visceral experience, and also, like uh logistic experience and also like frankly like thinking back to the times i went to music festivals they were basically like, they felt like military campaigns and like an entirely separate like life because those three plus days and uh, you know the three days of the music festival plus the associated blast area of being exhausted beforehand and after are like an entire different lifetime it's like you could you know you picked up elliot and put him in an instance and that was like the my time at that festival and, you know, I have literal and, you know, actual little scars from them and, of course, tails. And it's that sort of thing that this kind of misses out, especially in the first chapter where after the first, like, chapter block with, um, Canada and Otaha going to that music festival, it's like, okay, this feels like a very sort of, like, fluffy banzai one shot. And there isn't, it's not, you know, it's showing every, it's showing all this stuff, but nothing really is touching me as such. Mm, yeah. And that's and kind that, of where it, that's where I was a bit sort of down, but it did pick up slightly more as it had more time to like bed in the characters. Um, but sorry, just so say something, Andy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that initial kind of festival visit as well, like it sort of, it, again, it, it captures around the edges of that because, you know, there's a point, they look at the show, like, okay, well, if we want to get from seeing this band to seeing this band, we're literally going to have to run because mm. there's like 20 minutes and because it's a music festival, they're literally the other ends of this like massive, you know, this, this massive uh, piece of land. Um, but again, like, there's no, that in itself feels like it could have been a a, a bigger thing like you know perhaps dramatically or whatever cuz especially like from Canada's part like this is the one band that she likes and there's a possibility unless they make it there in time she's going to miss the start of it like that's the kind of thing where i feel like teenage me would be mortified at the fact of the possibility that oh my god i might actually miss this like this is kind of like most one of the most important things in my life and i've been dragged to see this other band i don't care about and now we've got to run to get to the bit that i want to see what the hell um, Um, But instead it's just like, oh, it's fine, this is fun. And it's like, it just, it kind of works, but it also just feels like it's sort of, it's, just the surface layer and that there's a lot more that you could do even with something as simple as running to try and get to see a band in time
0: yeah for sure i mean that can be an entire fucking travail um from experience um i mean that's kind of why mitsuru is kind of an I- mitsuru is an interesting character because he is a bit more sort of down but also a bit more homely with it i suppose he's very much like He's, he's a very strange character. Like, I want, I don't know whether to sort of choke slam him or hug him really, because he's such a fucking dour idiot, but also very clearly has his passions in music. And that's probably what we're going to find out together through the series, because it's only five volumes, which is a strange, I don't know. It feels like I have a sort of truncated number, but at the same time, it's like, well, I can't imagine reading eight volumes of this, even if it, mm. unless it, I mean, unless you go full laid back camp and go to like, I don't know what the hell that's on now. 12, I don't know, Christ. Um, but then. Again, for all the reasons previously stated, laid back camp basically like gives you the whole orange, and this is much more about like, the pulp. Um, but also the one thing about this that kind of crept up on me, and I'm not usually someone who I, I'd like to think I'm not someone who usually does this, but basically, I spent most of the back half of the volume going like are these boys gonna kiss why aren't these boys (laughs) kissing like they they seem like they are such a couple like what is this like i what's going on was this like the remainder of a yaoi dojin that became far too clean and so it got transformed into a manga about music festivals like these two are gonna kiss right come on like i don't know like i'm sorry to hammer on this but it's like dude like these two should probably just get married or some shit. Like, come on! It was so strange the just the the weird energy between the pair of them. Or maybe I'm just reading in too much. But it was real funny, and it's just like, my god! Like, this is such a strange pull on this. But it also made it quite funny because they're both such you know odd couple, opposites attract type dealies. Especially Gaku being like fucking you know tent pitching nutcase. So yeah, it was kind of it was, it was that was a funny extra element was me. Sort Sort of going, wait, why? Why do I keep seeing this? And going, oh man, like clearly they need to be shipped together. And it's like, this is a this is a music festival manga. Elliot, really. stop it.
1: Um, yeah, but that that does feel deliberate, though. I mean, I, I I don't think the author has like stumbled into that unwittingly. Like, I feel like that is one hundred percent there for people to do what they will <laughs> with their with their head canon and their fan fiction. Um, and you know, yeah, that's that's fine. And it, it does it, it does kind of work quite well in terms of that. Like you say odd couple relationship between those two and it's like yeah you know this is
0: this this is this is all fine yeah i mean it also kind of made me feel very um frankly old when you know um gaku is talking to someone at an izakaya and says oh yeah you know i'm old now i'm 28 and there's and i of course reading it in the cafe turn to dust and blow away in the wind (laughs) it's like oh fuck (laughs) anime age inflation is real um But yeah, so I ended up feeling a lot more positive on this towards the end because it had brought the four characters together and had some good bants and, you know, it while the festival i mean it's so weird that by the end the music festival part was almost like the bit that needed the most building up or shoring up where you know it got the camping part down yeah cool it got the logistics planning part down it didn't do very well i mean it's it also has like a very small touch of the reel when it's like oh man music festivals can get real fucking expensive and i'm like yes and then it's just like ah, here's a montage of them doing jobs and then it's like okay that's a bit easy i suppose but whatever so yeah and
1: and and again that's the kind of thing like i mean i may be misremembering but i feel like laid back camp did more with that kind of like oh because that has the same arc of like oh camping is expensive as it turns out but like it, it kind of it doesn't linger on that for entire volumes of just like oh you know trying to find a job but it it does enough to be like oh this is an effort that people are having to make to do the thing that they're passionate about whereas this was very much a like oh we need money fast forward then they had money and it's not yeah. quite as impactful.
0: Yeah it's very much like sidebar training montage. I think I even made a note saying like yeah but the problem is now those girls have like found out what it's like to have spending money as teenagers and so that money probably wouldn't last um or it would just like be extremely fickle which is another frankly is like especially when you go to festivals and it's like you know n plus six pounds for a beer uh you know that stuff that money does not last long at any kind of event especially festivals because you're yeah. trapped you can't go anywhere like fucker what are you gonna do leave this gigantic festival site and go to Little? No you're <laughs> stuck here like idiot So, you know, you're gonna buy that 12 pound Carling and you're gonna fucking, well, no, you won't ever like it because it's Carling, but you will drink that 12 pound, that 12 pound beer. And then throw the plastic cup at someone because they had a bad music opinion. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm just transfer. I'm just transangenting tangenting into stories again, but yeah, it does. It, it, I, th- I think that's kind of one of the things is I'm sorry to hammer on this again, but it, it kind of skips all these bits that would be ripe for interesting, like very, very low level conflict and character moments. It skips over all these juicy things that are left unsqueezed. And then it's just like, okay, we've moved on. And it's like, well, sure. I mean you could have got more out of that that uh, this this when this series wants to hit notes and wants to focus on the thing it, it does hit for me it's like yeah this is cool like you do get to why this is a cool thing to do and these characters are jazzed and you know they're nice ca- they're they're nice characters and you know I want to spend time with them and you know questionably ship them i suppose but then it's just like you keep skipping bits that would be really nice and add more flavor to this broth if you could only like stop for a second maybe it, maybe i mean again i feel like the the, tra- the trajectory on this was far more positive towards the end than it was at the, th- the start where it felt quite sterile and like ah god i hope this picks up and it did but not fast enough to leave me with a glowing recommendation um so i'm not sure if i'm going to continue this honestly i mean it's it's quote unquote only four more volumes um and i've heard positive things but at the same time it's like i my reading list is already really long so uh yeah yeah yeah
1: i mean that's that's the thing for me like i, I just all of this was okay but it didn't leave me with any kind of passion to to read future volumes like i say, i was i was a little bit kind of interested in the, like oh Going back to people's like very first festival experience, and you know, going back to see what what Geku, his kind of origin story, if you like, is maybe kind of somewhat tantalising, but not enough for me to be like, oh no, maybe maybe I will carry on with it. It's like it again because I think of of the, the laid back camp thing, and I, I feel like there are other series that that do the kind of following your passion with more passion than this ironically Mm. like it's sort of this just felt a little bit too dry and a little bit too kind of by the numbers like it didn't i I, thinking back because like even laid laid back camp is is one example of just like oh this makes camping seem really fun and like that's that's always the thing that really gets me about you know series about any kind of pastime where you suddenly find yourself thinking, Maybe I should try this. This sounds really cool. Like as somebody who spent far too much time like playing Ma Yong online because of Saki and stuff like that, like, you know, it can really kind of get you interested in something. Whereas this was just like, mm. Okay, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not really sold. Like, I'm. It's cool that these characters are having a good time, but this isn't a kind of like, oh man, I should do this too. And I, I feel like, to be fair, that's not really its intention, but it just doesn't have the the fire under it that it needs.
0: Yeah, I think you're entirely on the money there. I mean, it re- it reminded me of like the music festival I'd gone to and all the Im- it. Re- <laughs> this is gonna sound extremely cruel but it reminds me it reminded me of all the stories i have from music festivals i've been to and all of those stories I would wager are perhaps slightly more interesting than the stories being presented in this. Um, like the, the time I got bot- hit by a bottle by a rather sort of angry sort of Osbourne fan and ended up with stitches, um, on the Saturday of a music festival. all that time my tent slid down the hill because it rained overnight and the pegs were, and the entire sort of like several inches of topsoil just all slid down the hill because it was wet. Anyway, I'm, see what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a case of, I mean, sometimes I think, I think the one thing this needs is a bit more mud and adverse um because i don't know mud is fucking ubiquitous at a music festival especially if it rains at any time because yo ground wet yo and everyone's running around and churning that shit up and look at glasto pictures any year like you haven't really lived or uh, a music festival until you've gotten like your jeans caked in mud and they've taken on four times the weight and yeah. you, then you're like having to literally like just power your way back to your tent to sleep because you're yeah. exhausted and hung over I-
1: and, and and I think that is kind of part of what this series is is missing. Really, is just that kind of because that is part of of the experience. It's kind of like fun in adversity almost, and like oh, that yeah. becomes part of the story, and that becomes part of why it's fun because everybody just kind of bands together like regardless of the fact that you know it's bucketing down with rain and you know your tent has just fallen apart but you, I mean hey it, clearly you needed to go go to festivals with Gaku because he wouldn't have let that happen to your tent uh, like he would have made sure it was on the flat and and perfectly aligned um, but uh, but yeah like in, in, in a sense you know you, you almost want the chapter where you know, Ritsuru just tells Gaku where to shove it. Puts up the tent however he wants, and it all goes horribly wrong because that's sort of part of part of that that whole thing.
0: I don't know. Do we um, want to prove Gaku right? he had been sufferable about it. I think like he'd never let you <laughs> live like, that down.
1: This is, this is true.
0: This is like another element in their shipping relationship is that they never he never lets that that bullshit go. Um, but yeah, it's no. I think you're entirely right, and I yeah. So. Uh, do you think you'll continue this, Andy? Because as I say, I think I'm uh, probably not.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I really can't see it. There's just there's there's just not enough here for for me to be like oh, I I want to see see more of this. Like you know, I like the characters, but not enough to want to hang out with them a bunch. I like the music side of it, but not enough to want to you know see see that develop anymore.
0: Yeah, um, I know we keep mentioning it, but it it did make me want to go back to laid back camp because I kind of. Um, I kind of got satiated with that series after a while, where it's like, oh, we got an anime, sweet. And I've read a bunch of the manga, hooray. And now I'm full up on day back camp. I need to wait for this to digest. And now there's a whole nother anime, and I think a movie, and I am so far out of the loop, and I am at least four volumes behind on the manga, so ho oh shit. So, you know, it, you know, it's, it's that sort of thing. And also, frankly, like reading, watching Do It Yourself from this season, which is slightly less encouraging you to go do DIY because Jesus Christ, you girls, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> But hey, I I do like that. That series has similar vibes of yeah. You can roll up your sleeves and like fucking hammy a thumb, and it's all good. And it's like no, it's not. I've put a hole in the wall. What the fuck? <laughs> um, homeowner problems. So yeah. Um, but yeah, Days on Fez enjoyed it more towards the end for sure. Um, especially once it's like okay, we've got a bit more here. But yeah. Um, and is there anything else to mention, Andy? No, nothing else for me. Great. And so now um, we have a quick break.
1: Hello, everybody. Andy here. I just want to interrupt this episode briefly to remind you that Screen Tone Club is supported by our wonderful, beautiful listeners via Patreon. Supporting us on Patreon helps to defer the cost of buying the manga that we read for the show. It keeps the show ad-free, apart from this little bit right here, and it also gives us a much-needed boost to our frankly complicated feelings of self-worth. By supporting us on Patreon, you also get monthly bonus episodes. And additionally to that, if you support us on the $3 and above tier, you'll even get to vote on what series we cover on those bonus episodes. So, to find out more, please head on over to patreon.com slash screentoneclub. That's patreon.com slash club. Sign up today and you get access to our full back catalogue, which now spans over two years of bonus episodes. Whether you're a subscriber or not, thank you so much for listening and uh, we now return you to your regular programming.
0: So yeah, moving on from something quite lighthearted to get us started, I have the uh, gothic horror um, of Frank and Fran, a series I picked um, because it's been licensed for a wee while by Seven Seas at this point. Um, It got physical only released for a long ass time and I was of course forever stomping my foot and going, where's my digital release? And now it's out. And so it's available in eight digital volumes. If you bought it physically, it came out in four omnibuses. I don't know how available they are. Are at the moment they were already kind of weirdly available due uh, weirdly available due to um the content warnings slapped on them and the fact they were always in shrink wrap for reasons that will become apparent um but yeah there is currently complete um at eight volumes and it's also a sequel series ongoing so the author has gone back to that well um so because this frank and Friend, this original run starts in like 2006 and so this is like indelibly linked with like frankly like you know forums culture of a while back when it was the like scanlated darling for a while where people would like post the post a chapter of pages and go check it out it's frank and fran time and then you get a frank and fran story on your image board of ill repute um in in fact like i'll get to more about that but basically frank and fran is about a girl called Fran, Fran Madaraki. Um, well, she may be a girl. She's a homunculus, perhaps, of some kind. And so Fran is the the perfect, the best creation of now Mitsu Madaraki, also known as the Doctor, who, for this entire volume, and I think most of the series, is nowhere to be found. He's gone off to practice and work elsewhere, leaving Fran um, in charge of the castle in the middle of nowhere that he runs, alongside a bunch of Fran's various... Um, Friends? Creations? Who knows? They seem all amicable, lot, really, including Okita, the cat boy. Um, except it's not the cat boy you want. It's like a human head on a cat body. And so, of course, looks slightly messed up. Um, and also that head looks real friggin' heavy on that tiny cat body. But hey, whatever. You gotta fit the expression somewhere. And so, in a case in in like a kind of case of a dark side blackjack um people sometimes turn up to um, the madaraki household to go hey i need your help like something really messed up has happened medically or you know to do with death and we need your help Uh, but the doctor isn't here so fran will give it a good old go and fran kind of exists in this like almost like sort of like amoral edgelord tier of not really having a morality compass or empathy so much and being very sort of like i don't know like internet atheist um sort of um um sort of like just very sort of practical means and so what kind of follows is generally a series of like really icky version of a medical drama with like be careful what you wish for Faustian bargain stinging the tail. Um, The first chapter's quite long and it kind of goes over like an inheritance dispute and it has like proto-Fran and some of the characters where they have their original designs and then after that you get the little author's note Snow going, hey, this was the one shot that started it. And then you get um, chapter two, which basically chapter two of this volume of Frank and Fran is basically Frank and Fran boiled down to a single chapter and this is always the chapter that got posted to get people on board with this series and kind of like really sums up the like arc the series will use in terms of dilemma presented oh can we resolve this issue is this a bit morally questionable yes let's carry on regardless and then oh we've all learned a lesson and oh isn't that a bit grim and gross whoa be careful what you wish for idiot and that's the end of the volume and of course this is your pithy one-liner and so that the second chapter with the caterpillar girl is basically frank and fran in a chapter and so oftentimes if you don't like that chapter you're good to nope out of this series entirely like it, immediately it's a shame they didn't put it first almost just to kind of help jump people in quickly and say right this is what this series is more characters will show up but this is it like this this is the storyline it's going to be a little bit horny a little bit etchy you know maybe it's gonna be it's gonna be gratuitous like bug shots and all this other stuff but then we're just going to come down to like the sticking in detail at the end of like oh well isn't that fucked up um and yeah that's kind of where I, I wanted to read this because I hadn't read it in a long time and coming back to it from having seen it all those years ago on image boards and it's available legally um, and properly translated, but not by someone in a basement who did it in an afternoon. And so, yeah, Frank and Frank, coming back to it, I was like, yeah, this is how I remember it. It's much the same as that Caterpillar um, storyline and it gets a bit in its own way at times quite often because it's trying to like make a big deal out of a storyline but ends up tripping over its own feet but I'll, exp- I'll elaborate that on that more later but andy so what do you think about me inflicting frank and fran upon you i kind of liked it question mark
1: i certainly appreciated it like i think it's do you craft feel bad
0: is... for liking it it's like oh this makes me a bad person <laughs> no
1: i mean i think it's just like it, it's very much not my normal kind of speed or my normal vibe but i really appreciate the craft to it like Ooh. i think it's it, it has its vision it has its concepts and it plays with it really well like it's as much as like you say that one chapter does kind of set the the tone and the formula for pretty much every chapter like it is super good at doing that every single time like even it's kind of final page sort of jump scare is not the, the right word but it's kind of it's shock it's kind of shock um quotient at the end where you know it it lets you have your like oh maybe this is all gonna end happily moment and then bam it like hits you with a two-page spread of like nope. Um and it's usually like exactly the same thing of like, oh, and then <laughs> the, then the people involved got devoured. Um is is yeah, kind of yeah, that's how basically a lot it. of these go. But like, you know, it, it's really good at doing that every time and even when you kind of can see it coming, it's sort of like, oh, well, there we go. Um and it's sort all of, like has an impact. So yeah, I don't know, it's it it definitely has something to it. Like it, there's something quite kind of compelling to it. And the individual stories, like, you know, they sort of, they, they almost feel like they sort of come, hark from sort of a different time of like a sort of very old school, like morality tale. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just, it all hangs together surprisingly well. Um, and it's kind of, it's smart enough to be restrained with its gore and its nudity so that it never feels like it's being kind of prurient about it or just kind of doing it for... When it does it for shock value, it knows it and it signposts it to be like, hey, yeah, I did this to shock you. It's not just constantly throwing that at you to be like, Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Like it's very kind of surprisingly restrained. Like that, I think that that was my biggest surprise is I expected it to be kind of, you know, blood, guts and gore on every page, but it knows when to rein that in and when to deploy it. And it's really masterfully done on that count as well.
0: Yeah, it really um picks its moments. Like it knows when to go, like, okay, this is a medical procedure and so there's no need to be overtly gross about it because you can't really have stuff flying everywhere when you're doing a medical procedure, you'll never get anything done. And so we need to have this look, you know, clinical and sterile as much as possible, and we need to work on this. And I think, as you say, like it's very um it's, it doesn't it has like obviously like a set cast of characters that recur a few of them like cat boy um but it's very episodic and the core episode like the core nugget it's going for can make or break the individual chapters um like there's a chapter where fran goes to school which turns out to be a one chapter thing because from the author's notes they got fed up of it and that turns into a in rather wild sort of like morality tale that becomes very unfocused towards the end and ends up looking almost like the authors like notepad of all the freakish creations they want to make and it's like oh here's all these different characters that i could have made into a storyline each but i don't really need to because it's more funny when you just have just have them all alongside each other like you know the you know the popular girl who has like breasts there's the rest of her body next to like a guy who looks like he's made entirely out of metal and it's like okay yeah this is fun like go for it and there's maybe a muratti story there but even the characters at the end are like going ah school's fucked up i guess like at least these two got together in a really weird funny way like haha and as you say like either nudity is very sort of restrained i mean all the covers of these volumes have like you know fran and various siblings in various states of undress and come hither eyes with like you know patchwork scars all over them and it's like oh, okay i guess um but it it kind of cues to this sort of style of um Creepy cute, I think was the phrase for it at the time and still is of like, okay, no, this is, this is well, this is of a drawn a st- like a quality of drawing but also is kind of like ah isn't this kind of cute but also got an edge to it without being as you say it, it avoids being purian or just exploitive or just lame i think is the bigger problem because the moment you start to veer into purian it just becomes background noise so you know when this does deploy the violence or the you know the sort of um, brutality or the nudity it, it does it with intent rather than just being like mm. You know, rather than just being like, yeah, there's some more guts around, Ah, you know, who cares? So, you know, it, it does keep a certain amount of reverence of the human form, even as it's fucking it up. Uh, yeah, which helps. Yeah,
1: I, I I think that's the thing. It's like yeah, the, the nudity in particular, like it always feels like there's a reason for it. Kind of like in world and in in story, um, it's not just a kind of like oh and then all their clothes fell off kind of thing. Or, or you know, it's it, it it doesn't go down that line. And so yeah, and and I think that's why everything in this in this volume kind of works because it's all there for a reason and it doesn't feel like it's ever just diverging to you know so especially with this kind of content sometimes you get the feeling that oh this panel is here just because the author wanted to draw it like you know the, the author was horny here or the author wanted to you know draw something gory so here we are um whereas this is very much like no this is all part of this story progression and you know this is this is just the, the way it is and I, and I think that there is something to be to be said for that um and i i think that all of these chapters also it's pretty smart at kind of throwing its science and pseudoscience around like it kind of adds a bit of sort of gravitas and sort of a, a feeling of of kind of reality to it like it's not just complete techno babble like it throws in some actual kind of medical facts and then kind of you know goes a little kind of over and above with them or takes them to their logical extremes or you know just just manages to find something so that everything feels grounded in the the series kind of own reality like it never feels like friends kind of experiments are just like ah i'm just gonna do this thing that makes no sense at all like it all feels like no this is sort of it's based in some kind of like medical or physiological truth Mm. however small its kind of starting point might be and i think that that gives it a certain something it's a bit like kind of you know a sci-fi series where you have the difference between something that's a bit more hard sci-fi and something that is literally just like i made up a lot of proper nouns that sound impressive and spacey and that that i think kind of helps with it as well to just be like yeah this feels like it has it has something to it
0: yeah it kind of beds things in well and it has it mostly uses extrapolation it's like okay so this is what we medically know and this is You know we're going to use this as our basis, and what if he extrapolated this out and also just didn't have any ethics? And it's like, okay, go for it, Fran. You have no ethics, and you know, one of the things I do like about this is kind of the. It's I have both good and bad things to say about the localization. Where one thing it gets right um, or it does really well is the fact that Fran basically is kind of sleepwalking through everything until something catches her interest. Like whenever she's not that interested, she's got the whole like sleepy bubbles around her head, and she draws her speech. a lot and it's like okay like you're really egging this on but it makes sense but when she sees something that perks her interest up she's like you know alert and ready and very particular and exacting and sometimes extra arms sprout out of her back and it's like okay cool let's go for it um and you know you get that kind of combo um but also at the same time there are some parts where the translation on this kind of feels like it's missing or it's just gotten weirdly garbled like the cruise ship chapter where there's a murder mystery oh no and of course susses it out pretty fast um as does Catboy in a full boy outfit this time and you can kind of see where that one's going really quickly because it's very much a case of like oh this is like the lamest version of a locked room mystery um but then like towards the end it's trying to tie up the actual storyline and i had i read it no joke like six times and still didn't quite understand what actually happened it's like wait so you're saying this, which implies this person's the murderer, but they can't, that doesn't make any sense. Like none of this, and then they just leave the cruise ship and that's the end of the night. And it's like, okay, fuck it. Like this isn't getting revisited. Like I just, I just don't get this chapter. And then there's the other chapter with the like, um the doctor who comes to like finish a bet with dr madaraki and doesn't find her there and it turns into this weird like oh is god real who knows but let's do a weird gross out ending where we like mutilate this lady who has had two pa- who's been in two panels and like it's probably the one time that the series made me feel extremely uncomfortable because it doesn't have any breadcrumbs or explanation or reasoning for what is happening to this character until afterwards like oh yeah she was she was bad here's the reasoning and it's like that was still gross like you just like that you really fucked this up like this this entire chapter is basically nothing now because you've you've kind of broken this like kayfabe that the entire rest of the series managed to set up so that was kind of a bit of a miss um and it's like oh okay like a bit of a bit of a clanger in the middle of this volume but as you say like it manages to keep to you know, as you say, it takes things far, but it, it, it kind of avoids, like, to reference Blackjack again, it kind of skips out on the, like, ah, let's just cover that bit up for a good story. And it's like, okay, Tezuka, you just want to do your morality play, so let's do it. Um, I mean, hell, you even get, like, you know, the girl who is, um, stuffed entirely into her own head as a fully functioning, like, human, um, as a head. And it's like, okay, that's, I could have gone on for quite a while longer, actually. I feel like there's a lot, a, a lot of, like, field unplowed in that storyline that kind of ended up swerving into the very obvious from the start storyline of oh this is fucked up <laughs> this is just a relationship drama problem whoops never mind the medical stuff the medical stuff was fun with a cool cross-section but now it's like oh this guy's no good <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I sort of appreciate it sometimes for not just trying to... cuz I feel like it has a few concepts that could run across multiple chapters and I, I kind of appreciate the restraint of being like no nah, I'm just going to keep these tight and simple and not go, you know, not not go long with them. Um but yeah, I I mean I think I think on in terms of kind of, you know, chapters not working, that's always the problem with this kind of series mm-hmm. where you're chapter by chapter like, you know, you're always going to have some clangers and I I think that's doubly so when you're playing on this kind of like amoral fringe where you're always walking that tight tight rope where you're just gonna occasionally misstep into like oh i'm not sure about this this is maybe goes a bit too far um and so yeah it's kind of not surprising that it really does that on occasion but for the most part it seems like it's it's kind of i guess it's got its head in the right place but that feels like a chapter of frankenfran in itself
0: yeah i mean hell the first chapter has that right there in it so you know it's a bit di- dangerous um but yeah, it's I um, yeah, I kinda came away like going, Oh, this is more restrained than I remember. I mean obviously like when, when you when we were when I was reading it on like a bad message board, everyone's like, ah I'm playing up the grossness of it. Mostly because people would post it in other threads to like shock people, which you know, oh this is just making me sound like a freaking twelve year old now who farted around too much on Chans um but yeah it's it was interesting to read and as i say like the translation like generally is good apart from the times it isn't which is the most confusing parts and it's like what you i don't understand why this murder mystery didn't wrap up properly um but it kind of it does have it's it very much has this sort of black comedy edge to it and as you say when it does drop um when it does drop it it seems it's a bit of a clangor but otherwise it's like okay this is cool like it this is very much like got something interesting to kind of toy around with and let's see where this all goes and i know from future volumes it doesn't really grow like a complete contiguous storyline but it does introduce more elements of the world like fran has siblings who are equally sort of patchworked as she is and they have their own particular sort of like weird like myopy, you know their own um Sort of dark spots when it comes to ethics or the consideration of human life. So you know that kind of gives you more angles on. Well, how can we fuck up this storyline more? So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and again, I think visually it does all of that stuff really well. Like again, whether it's it's doing the gory stuff or not, like it it all its characters are all kind of you know especially again for chapter by chapter like its characters always sort of stand out straight away as recognizable um and you can kind of like align yourself pretty quickly um and yeah like it's good it's shock value does kind of work like you know although it's never gonna be sort of like a you know movie kind of like makes you jump kind of thing like it does it does manage to kind of at least sort of catch you off guard a little bit in terms of just this the sheer kind of brutality or severity of some of it and so it's uh it kind of reminded me a little bit of um Yeriko Chan
0: um, Yeah, yeah that
1: we've read on this podcast previously of like that's a series where like it's not outright horror but it knows how to do what it wants to when it needs to um and so all of that stuff has the right kind of impact without feeling like it's gone too far or that it's just you, you can't just dismiss it as just like oh yeah whatever
0: yeah i i gotta put that back into the return champions thing. things i've read more of and that like does go it does go some interesting places with just like not gore but just a case of like skin crawling i don't want to be here anymore sort of reactions um And yeah, so yeah, I kind of enjoyed Frank and Fran. Um, I'm not sure if I'll continue buying more of it, mostly because it's like seven seasons, so it doesn't go on sale very often. And, you know, the volumes are on the pricier side singularly. So that sounds very churlish, but hey, there's a lot of manga out there to be read. Um, And also like part of me is very much like, yeah, this is a cool thing that I remember, but at the same time, it's not entirely like, I'd rather, uh, it's going to sound like a complete wuss here, but if I want to read, read some medical drama, I'll just stick on ER, which I'm (laughs) watching at the moment because I can't get away from it. Uh, But at the same time, it it is, it's a case of like, oh, this is, this is both the things I remember and better than I remember. And it does the things that I remember well. Like, so I'm kind of glad that this didn't turn out to be like a real bad rose tinted glasses the rose is there because it's covered in blood so you know
1: yeah 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 and i, I definitely like like i say sort of it's it, it's a weird thing for, for me to just be like outright like oh yeah i enjoyed this but like i say i definitely appreciated it i would not be against reading more of it necessarily it, it does feel like a series where maybe by the end of this volume I've kind of got the gist of what the cut of its jib is and I, I don't know whether it really will do in anything that would kind of surprise me in future volumes to have like a, a real burning desire to read more but it was definitely you know it, it was enjoyable to to read and you know it's it's one of the fun things about doing this podcast is sometimes you get to read stuff that you wouldn't normally pick for yourself um, and so it's kind of cool to see something a bit different and to actually come away being like yeah this is this is really interesting
0: yeah yeah for sure I mean, yeah, it's also like, as I say, it's, it's one of these series that looms large in my mind from previous history. So it's nice to know that it's available. It's like, oh, cool. This exists. Is it an all time classic? No. Am I glad it's around? Sure. Like, why not? And I'm glad it's available digitally. So I don't need to buy a, don't need to buy a book with like a half naked version of female Frankenstein on the fucking cover (laughs) and then get excommunicated from Waterstones. So at least there's that. Um, and also have that on the, my fucking shelf so my parents visit and go, what the? So, you know, I don't need that grief in my life, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, it's the, the safety of our digital era where you could just hide that stuff away behind a, a, a pin code or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Save it behind your mobile phone lock screen. <laughs> cool. Unless you have anything else to mention about Frank and Frank? I feel like I kind of, like, railroaded us a bit. um but is there anything No, else no, no, nothing else from me. Cool. um So moving on to what we're talking about next time um so i have picked something um that i've been kind of curious about because i keep seeing it mentioned obliquely in positive ways on my timeline and so i appear pressure works that way and so i have picked volume one of my dear detective mitsuko's case files this is an azuki joint i believe um so that's that'll be available on there and andy how about you uh, yeah, so kind of
1: similarly, this has also cropped up on my timeline a bit. And then I was in the the office the other day, and there was a volume of it just randomly sat around on a desk in the office. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably read that. Uh, so my choice is a uh, Crazy Food Truck Volume One because everybody loves a Crazy Food
0: Truck. I mean, you know, it's better than the boring food truck. No, I exactly. I have to be with you. Like I have seen this every like quite a few places, and it's making me feel like there's some kind of targeted campaign against me. I know one of our lovely listeners has voted for it in the monthly bonus episodes. Um But also like I keep seeing it in physical locations. Like even the W.H. Smith in my like small town has two copies of this on the shelf. And it's like, okay like crazy food truck has some intense penetration around here like i keep seeing it in stores like in waterstones and forbidden planet and everything i'm like "Uh, crazy food truck is crazy everywhere like and it looks cool like it's got a very cool cover and it's like yeah like i can see why this keeps appearing in places but it's i feel like i'm being hunted by the crazy food truck in luminati holy shit so maybe we reading this will put them to bed hopefully um Talking about that, I did one time have an actual crazy food truck um, in San Francisco. I had a de- deconstructed taco. Um, and let me tell you, trying to eat that fucking thing was a mess. So it was basically like a fistful of food in a plastic wrapper that I just had to like vacate towards my gob and then go back to work. Um, I was going to say,
1: I mean, that, that that just sounds like I didn't make a taco properly, so I shall just call it deconstructed.
0: Yeah, I I think he just, like, went over a speed bump and was like, ah, I'll still sell it. <laughs> fuck it. This idiot looks hungry. He looks jet-lagged to fuck. Let's just sell him this $8 taco that doesn't even a taco. Oh, I'm hungry for a taco now. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> god all over the shop today so thank you very much for listening uh normal service will be resuming about now-ish um till the end of the year um and so if you do like what we're doing here in our bizarre discussions of tacos music festivals and medical ethics you can join us um, at patreon.com forward slash club you can find all of our previous episodes at screentone.club um as well if you want to go into the backlog uh, if you do like the podcast, also maybe consider telling a friend. Word of mouth is still the single best way for podcasts to grow and frankly the most efficient as well. Um, thank you to everyone who does. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Screen Tone Club um, and email us at show at Screentone Club if you so wish. Uh, my name's Elliot Page. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot Page, um, cat pictures, etc, etc. Andy, how about you?
1: Um, yeah, if if you're still on that health site in its current state, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah's nineteen seventy nine. Come
0: on, we're never leaving until it actually falls over. I'm pretty sure most of us are not actually going to leave. Like pro-
1: pro- probably, but but who knows? By the t- by the time we've actually put this out, maybe it will have all fallen over. So we, we shall see.
0: I mean, they you know they probably laid off the one person who is clearing down the logs on the one database servers <laughs> that keeps the entire thing running. Frankly, so knowing how IT of that of that scale works, you have the one person who like deletes a hard drive um every day to keep the site working anyway but also if you don't want to be on the hell site if you want to come to um discord we have a discord server linked to from our twitter i need to find another place to put that link um but yeah thank you ever so much um from all of us and good night bye everyone Bye.